Welcome to Alpha and Omega Ministries International. This ministry is committed to bringing apostolic alignment and restoration of the values and principles of the Kingdom of God to the body of Christ. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by the Word of God. What we're going to do on this first Sunday of 2017, the Lord impressed on my heart to share with you vision for 2017. What do I mean by that? I want to give us some guidelines or direction in which to focus our attention and our devotion in the coming year. Um, The title of my message is Laying Up Treasures for Ourselves in Heaven. So if you are taking notes, you may want to put that at the top of your notes, laying up treasures in heaven. Knowing uh, what the Lord has in store for us in this new year, I believe that it is required of us, all of us, to engage God and His Word in such a way where our hearts and our minds are fully aligned with His will, with His purpose, so that we can co-labor together with God or work with God in bringing about His promises to fruition, both in our personal lives as well as in our corporate fellowship. We... And I, I, that speaking for myself, and I'm sure you desire the same thing, we want to invest our time. I have lost you, Johan. I don't know where you are. You have a slow connection. Saying your connection. Stop sharing. You have to turn our video off because there's a lot of distortion today. Is it? Do you want to restart your connection? Yeah, you're, free, you're freezing up, so I don't know which side it's coming from. Okay, well, mine says shows 100%. Yeah, that's your Wi-Fi. Your connection, though, it said was slow. We can restart your connection. We'll take a minute or two, and then we can be back. If you want to. Otherwise but it's not going to... What is it going to help, Michael? Could help. Could help reset the thing. But it's okay. All right, can I... Can I... Can for me? Are you okay, Peter? All right, let's continue then. So, whenever you feel like you want to come back, Johan, you're welcome to do so. We want to invest our time. Are you? Can you hear me, Johan? Hello? <laughs> Johan, are you there? We are, we are. Okay, can you hear me well? All right. So we want to invest our time, our talents, as well as our treasure in such a way that will make a difference in our sphere of influence. I have a conviction in my heart that wonderful outpourings are in store for those of us who are fully aligned with God and His will as well as His purposes for our lives. I firmly believe that these outpourings 
of God's Holy Spirit upon us will result in us flourishing and prospering in all of the spheres of our lives. It is my conviction from what I hear from the Spirit of God that the Lord will take the sweat as well as the stress out of our lives and we will get to enjoy a greater sense of freedom in the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. I receive that. You, you can make that declaration right now and say, I receive that, Lord, for me and for my family. Amen. According to your faith, Jesus said, so be it done unto you. So what I'm doing this afternoon or this morning for you in the United States, I am proclaiming and prophesying as the Spirit of the Lord leads me to do so. I really believe with all my heart that we're going to experience greater levels of anointing, greater levels of the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit upon our lives. And this outpouring will result in us not having to strive and to sweat and to stress, but we will enjoy a greater sense of freedom and liberty in the Holy Spirit. It is not the will of God for us to stress ourselves out and to be anxious and to be fearful. But He wants us to live a life that is free from all these negative things that do not come from God. He wants us to experience the, the, the liberty. Because the Bible says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom, there is joy. That means that God takes the very sweat out of our lives. Isaiah 54, and I want you to look it up, this chapter and verses with me, please. Isaiah 54, verses 2 and 3, I believe are key words from the Lord for those of us who are part of this spiritual family. I was... um, I was in Florida in the month towards the end of November, I think it was the 19th or the 20th of November, when I was in prayer, and as I meditating, as I was meditating on the Lord and enjoying the presence of God, unconsciously, prompted by the Spirit, I began to stretch out my arms And I heard the Spirit of God whisper these words in my spirit. He said, stretch further. And Isaiah chapter 54 verses 2 and 3 came to mind. And I understood by the Spirit that as I was stretching my arms, the Lord was saying to me that He has prepared wonderful things in the Spirit, not just for me, but for those who are part of my spiritual family. And we need to stretch wide so that we can embrace and hold all that God wants to pour out 
and give us in this new season. Amen. So we're going to be doing some stretching in our faith. I believe that our faith will be stretched. Our character will be stretched. The capacity of our hearts will be stretched and enlarged by the Lord so that we can accommodate and be able to embrace all that God is giving us in this new season. Let's read together, please, Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3. You can receive this prophetic word for you and your household. And you can make it yours. You can pray it through. You can declare it for yourself. You can take it as yours. Because this, I believe, is the word of the Lord for us. This is what it... Amen. This is what it says. Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Spare not, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left and your offspring will possess the nations and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Now, notice some of the key words in these two verses of Scripture. Enlarge, stretch, do not spare, lengthen, strengthen, spread, and possess. Now, these words... To me, they speak of growth. They speak of being stretched in our faith as well as in the development of our Christian character. They also speak of expanding our Christian influence because it says you will spread out. That talks about our influence in Christ. They also speak of flourishing and of being strengthened in our inner man in order to possess those things which the Lord has already given us through promise. Would you say amen to that? Can somebody come on camera please so that I don't think I'm speaking to myself only. I, I see no one on my screen. Hallelujah! Everyone, anyone who can come on camera, please come. Praise the Lord. All right. Hey, hi, Steve. Praise God. At least I'm preaching to somebody now. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, let's go on. So for us to be able to inherit such promises, we need to do certain things. Ah, there you go, Peter. We need to, first of all, focus and prioritize our attention. 
We have to set our focus in the right place. Our affection, our attention, our devotion must be in the right place if we're going to be aligned with the will of the Lord in this season. So, and in doing so, we need to put into action Matthew 6.33, where Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then He said, All of these things that the world seeks and strives and, 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 and stresses and worries about will be given to you. Simply put, we need to put first things first. Let's look at Matthew 6.33 and read it from the Amplified Translation. The Amplified Translation. It brings it out more, more vividly. But seek, Jesus said, aim at and strive after, first of all, His kingdom and His righteousness, his way of doing and being right, and then all these things taken together will be given you besides. So, there it is. That's what it means to focus and set our attention on God, on the interests of the kingdom of God and His righteousness. But we've got to put first things first. Amen? What does what that, that practically mean? As born-again believers, the Bible says we have been raised from spiritual death to spiritual life. Am I right? That means we need to set our minds and our hearts on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. I want you to look at Three verses of Scripture from the book of Colossians, the Epistle to the Colossians, chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. If Colossians 3, verse 1 through 4. I want you to read that from your own Bibles, even though I'm going to be reading it from the Amplified Translation. This is what it means to put first things first. Let's read. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing His resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And set your mind or your minds, and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. For as far as this world is concerned, you have died, and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ with our life appears, then you also will appear with Him in the splendor of His glory. 
powerful words, these from the lips of the Apostle, as he writes his letter to the Colossians. He says to them, You are the people that have been raised from spiritual death to spiritual life. Therefore, he said, because you share in the resurrection of Christ, then your minds and your affection must be permanently set on things that are above and not on things that are on the earth. Now, I... I looked, I looked at that word set in the dictionary and this is what it says. To set means to put something or someone in a particular place. It also means to put in a particular position or posture. When our minds are set on things above, even though, listen to me, even though we are daily occupied with the things on this earth. Our minds will always return if they are set on things above. Our minds will always return to the rightful place and evaluate everything from an eternal perspective. The decisions we make, the things that we say, the things that we do, our whole attitude in life will be uh, reflecting or rather rather guided and motivated by the things that are above rather than the temporary things of the earth. Now, the word of the Lord promises us that if we live by this principle, God promises that all of these things which we need here on earth, what are we going to eat what are we going to drink? What are we going to be clothed with? What are we going to... I'm talking about our physical daily needs. The Word of the Lord promises us that all of these things will be added to us and even more besides. We won't have to lack anything. I know this for a fact. If we aim to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And that is our goal in life. All of these other things will be added to us. We don't have to... I'm not talking about not working, but we don't have to strive and stress and kill ourselves trying to get it. God Himself, through the blessing of the Lord, will begin adding to us those things. In other words, they will run after you, those things. The blessing will run after you and overtake you. If your heart and mind are set on things above rather than things of the earth. Amen? Amen? Are you still with me, Gypsum? Oh, okay. Johanna, are you still with me? Yeah. Hallelujah. Well... Praise the Lord, you're still alive out there. Alright, let's go on. Now, I want us to 
Jesus said the same thing, though, in different words in the book of Matthew. He said and admonished us, we're going to read these verses from the book of Matthew, the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 6, verses 19 through to 21. Matthew 6, 19 through to 21. He said, this is the words of the Lord Jesus now. They are in red in your Bible. If you have a King James Version or a New King James Version. He said, do not gather and heap up and store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Where moth and rust and worm consume and destroy and where thieves break through and steal. But gather and heap up and store for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust nor worm consume and destroy and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now please note, that Jesus did not say that gathering and storing up treasures for ourselves is wrong. But he did say that instead of storing them up on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, he said, store your treasures in heaven where they are safe and protected. But they are still your treasures. They belong to you. Amen? He also made an important statement here. He said that where your treasure is, there will your heart or devotion be also. That means if we value the things of heaven or spiritual things above natural or things of the earth, then we are truly rich in the Lord. Amen. Amen? If we focus on laying up treasures in heaven, then our hearts will also be aligned in heaven. In other words, we will become heavenly minded rather than earthly minded people. Amen? A heavenly-minded person is a person who has a renewed mind, possesses the wisdom of God, and according to the Word of God, he is rich. Now, being rich in heaven means that you have God as your source of supply. That's exactly what it means. That means spiritually, Financially, physically, as well as socially. God is my source. If God is your source of supply, not some business or some employer, but the Lord God Himself is your source of supply, then in the eyes of God you are rich. Amen? Why do I say that? 
Because when you have God as your source of supply, you are a very prosperous person. And listen to this. You are able to meet not only your own needs, but also the needs of others, whether those needs are spiritual or emotional, physical, social, relational, or financial. So being rich in heaven doesn't mean that you, are, you have accumulated wealth in the, in the natural. It means that God has become your source of supply and as a result of that you are able to meet any need at any time, not just for you and your family, but also for those around you. In other words, you've become a distributor or a channel of blessing to all those around you. You know, if somebody comes to you, a married couple, and and they have a marital problem, you know, giving them money is not going to help them because their need is not financial. They need wisdom and wise counsel from the Word of God. Are you with me? So a man who is prosperous in the eyes of heaven, prosperous in God, is a man or a woman who is able to meet any need at any time. If a person comes to you and is sick in body, that person doesn't need counseling, or he may, he needs prayer. The prayer of faith. Are you with me? to minister healing, lay hands on them and believe and trust God that He would minister health, healing and restoration to their body. Are you with me? Yes. Now, that is why I say that when God is your source of supply, you are a very prosperous person and you're able to meet not just your own needs but the needs of others. And that's what 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8 tells us. Look at with me please, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. I'm also reading it from the Amplified Translation. This is a very powerful verse of Scripture, and it should be our goal to reach that place that, that Paul talks about here, in this verse 8, he says, And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and every earthly blessing come to you in abundance, so that you may always, and under all circumstances, and whatever the need, be self-sufficient, Possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance, I love that, for every good work and charitable donation. That is one powerful promise from God. Hallelujah. This should be our goal as we exercise our faith in the Lord 
to always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient. In other words, we have enough for ourselves, enough wisdom, enough spiritual strength, enough spiritual understanding, enough resources, so that possessing enough to support and finance every good work of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why I believe... It's my personal conviction that we should have various pockets or savings accounts. Because God promises that He says, I'm going to fill your storehouses and your barns with plenty. Now, in order for those barns to be filled, you've got to have them built. Amen? You've got to have those accounts in place. Praise the Lord. You ought to have a first fruits account, a tithing account, an offering account, helping the poor account. All those storehouses need to be built and ready so that God can pour His blessing into them so when the need arises, you don't have to go look for them. They are already there. God filled your storehouses. Hello? Praise the Lord? And I believe that we should make wise investments. By making wise investments, we create a multiple stream of income. Amen? One stream coming, another stream, another stream, another stream... God promises that He will fill our barns with plenty. The plenty is not so that we can consume it on our desires and our lusts, but to be able to be a channel of blessing, a distributor for the work of God and the needs of the kingdom of God. Now, here's a question, here's a mother of all questions. This is, the mo- this is the mother of all questions. How do we store up treasures in heaven? How do, we, how do we become rich and prosperous in the eyes of the Lord? And when I speak about prosperity, I don't speak about just financial, though it includes that. It's spiritual, it's emotional, it's mental, it's relational and it's social. Amen? How do we store up riches in heaven in such a way so that we could meet any need at any time that arises? Well, I'm going to try and answer that question. You may disagree with me, but uh, you may say so, or you may have your own ideas. In understanding the ways of God, and being on this journey of faith for, what, 40 years now almost. I believe, and it is my conviction, that the way we store up treasures in heaven is by nurturing, developing, 
and growing our faith in God to such an extent so that I can get hold of God at any time, get hold of God's resources at any time for any need that may arise in any situation in my life. I believe that the way, the primary way of becoming rich and prosperous in God's eyes is to nurture, to develop, and to grow my faith in God to such an extent where I can get hold of God and His resources at any time for any need that may arise in my life and the life of others. Because a person who has developed his faith and has grown in faith and in spirit and in wisdom and in knowledge can have access at any time through that faith that he developed into God's resources. And those resources are not just material and financial, but they could be spiritual, they could be emotional, they could be physical. So you can get hold of God when you have that kind of faith, the faith that moves mountains, the faith that is fully developed, the faith that walks so intimately with God, you can get hold of God at any time, for any need, in any situation. You bring heaven onto earth. You bring the presence of God into a situation that requires the very presence of God. When a person is sick in body, what we desperately need is the very presence, the tangible presence of God to flow through that person's body and restore and heal him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. That's true prosperity. That's being, that's being rich in God. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. So, it is my personal conviction that believers who are rich in faith have access to all of heaven's resources. They are rich in the knowledge of God and in the knowledge of His Word. In other words, they have grown and developed in spiritual things. They continue to receive the wisdom of God, the revelation knowledge from God in all of the affairs of life. And they walk in the light of God's truth that has been revealed to them. In other words, when God reveals something to them, immediately they put it into practice. They obey. They walk in the light they have. That's the way to gain more light, more revelation. Someone once said that we are educated far beyond the level of our obedience. In other words, we know far too much, but we obey very little. Amen. The secret to the secret to growing in your faith and growing in the light and truth and wisdom of God 
is to put into practice that which we already, that which the Lord has already revealed to us. Amen? And so, that's where our focus should be. How to grow, how to develop in our faith, how to grow spiritually in the knowledge of God, in the wisdom of God, in the ways of God. How to come to that place where we enjoy God and we enjoy the fellowship of His presence. We, are, we become knowledgeable in His Word. We are filled with the knowledge of His Word. Amen? So that we can become a catalyst or a person who brings about change in our own spheres of influence. Amen? Amen? That's, that's my message for you guys today. How to become rich in heaven. Jesus said, store up wealth. Store up riches in heaven. Because if, you, if, you, if your focus is on earthly things, on temporary things, on the things of this temporary life, then all your focus, all your energies will be diverted to that. But you know, Jesus said, moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. But if you reach in heaven, if you reach in faith, if you reach towards God, you have at your disposal heaven's resources. And they're not limited. And they're not subject to recessions. Amen? They're not subject to the world's economy. In fact, the word of the Lord says that I will make your bones fat in drought and dry places. When everybody else is struggling around you, you are prospering. This is how the world will be attracted to the church. Because they're going to see, they're going to see the evidence of the blessing of the Lord upon the people of God. And it's about time, as believers and as Christians, we rise up and we begin to shine. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources and more information about this ministry, come and visit us at www.alphaomegaint.org.za.